0: Hi everyone and welcome to the 58th episode of slime time the official dragon quest dragon's den podcast this is liam land we've got a great lineup of guests for you today joining us for our slime time hosts guests and regulars pendy evan or eal and joining us hopefully eventually possibly by edit later on we've got the delicious dwayne bullock um, all right, so we do we do have some uh, a couple of fun things to uh, discuss. Uh, Pendy, do you want to talk about? Uh, you went to a con recently and met a, uh, a famous uh, anime voice actor who's done some work in the Dragon Quest franchise.
1: Yeah, I actually met uh, two recently, uh, in a, f- a few months back, and, and more recently last month. Uh, the first one I met was Zeno Robinson at a uh, Katsu in DC. It's not too far from where I live. Uh, he's known for roles like Cyborg, Young, Young Justice, Go, and Pokemon, and Hawks and My Hero Academia. So his DQ connection is that he's actually Harry in Dragon Quest, Your Story. So I brought my Japanese collector's edition Blu-ray to have him sign it. I know it doesn't have a dub or even English subtitles, but I didn't care. I thought it'd be cool to have him sign it. So now months later, I also went to Megacon in Orlando. I usually wouldn't go that far for a con, but my dad lives near there. And there's a lot of people I wanted to meet that were at the con. One of the big draws for me was uh, Steve Bloom. He's a tremendous voice actor that got famous for playing Spike in Cowboy Bebop. He's done Wolverine in many animated X-Men productions, Tom on Toonami, and many, many other roles. I think Dwayne was actually joking on the you, Your Story review podcast that we had that any anime production is contractually obligated to hire Steve Blum for it. He's in so much <laughs> stuff.
0: That's true. His name comes up quite often. He was even, oh, yeah. he was, he was Gucheroid. He was the slime, right? In, uh... Yeah,
1: exactly. So I brought some Cowboy Bebop stuff for him to sign. But yeah, I also brought my Your Story box with me as well. As you said, he plays Goutrude the Slime in the movie when Goutrude finally speaks at the end of the film. And then on the back of the box, it's all white and you have Goutrude in the center. So underneath that, I had him sign it and then write one of his lines from the movie where Goutrude says, You must continue your adventure. It was amazing. So both (laughs) actors were really friendly and they wanted to see what was inside the collector's edition box. So I showed them all the extras that I had in it, like the Gutrude shaped character and interview booklet, the Zenithian sword, mini metal postcards, and the steel book uh, case for the, the Blu ray. Uh, and it was so funny because Steve Bloom actually told me that when he did the line recordings, the name of the slime at that time was just Goo. They hadn't come up with the full name Goutrude. Apparently, they came up with that later. And what's funny is that I'm actually going to see him again when me and my wife go to Otakon in D.C. He recently announced he's going to be appearing there as well. At Megacon, there was an option for him to record a short piece of dialogue for you. So maybe I'll have him say that your storyline when I see him again. So that'll be fun to have. Nice. And you, you pitched him for Slime Time, right? Oh, I mentioned it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm part of this, you know, Slime Time, Extended Universe and all this. We did this podcast. And so I mentioned that that to him as well. I we thought that was interesting. That's funny. Yeah, that would be great if, yeah, I, you know. Obviously, I don't think he's gonna do it, but if he, uh,
0: if he came on, um, oh yeah, I mean, if I, I could,
1: it. if I could ask, get him for an interview, that'd be amazing. I have no, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, but might as well try. Uh, at yeah. the very least, I could get him to do like a line recording from the movie and have have that at least. That'd be cool. It'd be that's... our own Gilbert Gottfried uh, conne- yeah, right. connection.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, get have it. him record yeah. an intro. Yeah get get them yeah. to say uh that, you know there's no uh, no plans for world world worldwide release <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, the dragon quest uh, 36th anniversary was recently um does anybody have any reactions to the news
1: so i yeah, i thought it was i thought it was interesting Some crickets there <laughs> no I was, sorry i didn't want to hop in on anybody i thought it was interesting uh, they had what they had the builders it's on mobile now which is pretty cool just another yep. option for people to play that mm-hmm. um they did the news they did the news that there's going to be news about uh treasures uh but they also did show that that little teaser trailer so that was cool to see a little bit more of that game because it had some stuff that wasn't in the first trailer mm-hmm. and then what was it oh and then uh drank they had some stuff on the dragon quest 10 offline game that's coming out uh when is that coming out in this end of the summer um in japan but i you know i just don't Never know price. if that's going to come out here or not right because they said i mean obviously we have that whole thing where we had the podcast where we we did the 35th and we were like oh baby and then it wasn't and they specifically said no like we were joking about with gilbert gilbert godfrey no plans for a worldwide release right, they didn't say right. anything with the offline version they haven't said yes or no so i don't know my hopes aren't yeah. up but you know there's still that window that maybe we could get it i don't know
0: yeah i was a little disappointed um just you know, we didn't even get any any kind of character re- reveal or uh, for for twelve, uh, no news at all for three. Uh, the HD two D, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it, it didn't. They didn't. Besides the tre- the treasures um, trailer, we didn't get a lot more than we did the year before.
1: No, and I noticed that they were they focused in on uh, stuff for twenty twenty two so all three of those titles i think are coming out in 2022 or, or seem like they're going to be coming out in 2022 so that's what they stuck with mm-hmm. um and i think like for example say like 3 2d hd that is most likely i would i would guess uh and as you know i think Genghis was one of the first people that brought it up was that it's probably going to be released uh when it's the 35th anniversary of 3 which will be next year in 2023 No, that's, so I'm, that's they're probably point. saving yeah, they're probably saving uh, news for that later, I would guess. And the same thing with, um, like, the Die console game. They had to go back and rework it. I would bet that's not coming out until 2023 at the earliest. So that's probably why there's no news with that either. So they were just, they just did the 2022 stuff. That's why I yep. think they did it that way.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was pre recorded and no whistling this time. <laughs> they probably just edited out all the stuff that he said that he wasn't supposed to say. Um so we have. Uh, so I, I actually I, I don't know how long this is this has been available, but uh, Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi, the mobile game that uh, um, basically only myself and heroes still play on the on the Dragon's Den Discord, um, it's now available on PC via uh, the end app, uh, desktop PC app. Uh, so I I'm trying to figure out how long that's been available. I don't think I'm not entirely sure that's new but it's new to me because uh um it's the actually the only way that um there's this baskin robbins promotional uh where if you buy this dragon quest cake uh, and they're in limited supply um you get this like commemorative uh promotional spoon uh as well as a download code for unique um it looks like a matcha ice cream slime uh with baskin robbins um uh like branding on it similar to the vanilla ice slime uh, that came with the uh, the last promotion um, so that's a unique uh, character that's really only available if you get the cake And my wife's cousin got the cake for her birthday and she doesn't really play oh. Dragon Quest. Uh, she just got the cake because it looked delicious, I think <laughs> so um, so she gave me she's giving me the spoon and the uh, the download code. But uh, in order to actually implement it, I have to use this and app desktop PC. So right now I'm kind of struggling, and I, I actually just found a guide recently um, that allows me to port my um, character over to the PC version. Uh, but then I was also talking to Hiro, and he mentioned that uh, you can't have um, you can't have both playing simultaneously. So I have to port it over, get the get the um promotional slime and then port it back mm-hmm. uh, so unfortunately it's not a, it's not like a thing where you can just play it on any device like a dragon quest 10 you have to actually port your character back and forth but it is possible to do it so this is what i have to go through just for the <laughs> the <this> stupid promotion
1: <laughs> it's worth it
0: yes it's totally worth it eventually True fan
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: exactly it's probably going to be like a rank three <laughs> that's what the last one was, it was like a rank three slime, so you can only level it up to like 50, and then that's it, it's maxed. <laughs> oh. But uh, but yeah, it's just a cool little thing, cool little unique thing to have, so I'm, I'm interested in just adding it to my game.
1: That's the one thing that I'm worried about is keshi Keshi, because they haven't said jack on that ever since they did the 35th anniversary thing where they came out and said like, oh, it's going to be in a it's going to be in the west at some point in time but there's been no news on that whatsoever if we don't see anything if we don't see anything by e3 I, I don't i don't know what's going to happen i would say
0: that that one is easily one that very much like slime mori mori like you don't need a translation for it um, especially if you like if you join the Dragons Den discord and hop on the keshi keshi channel uh hiro is actually going through and translating all the events Um, Mm. and that's really all you need you yeah you know it's gotcha plot you don't really need to know what's happening it's a puzzle game so Mm -hmm. all of the fun in the game is actually just playing the puzzles not really paying attention to the plot Mm. um and and then the only other things you would need is just like translations for the unlockables so which you can do via like google translate um you know if you to, to kind of figure out what you have to do sometimes it's just like you know beat the stage with a, a team of all rank 3 or rank 4 or um all you know uh, they have a, they have a color elemental that goes with with each of them and that uh, determines their strength against the other color color intimate, um, uh elementals and uh so sometimes it would be like a team of all purple monsters or orange or you know red blue green um and uh yeah so uh, once those are once you have that kind of concept translating and what what you have to do for each of the events to to unlock that stuff um it is super fun to play and it's pretty addicting um so i would recommend it um in fact Hiro and i were talking about doing another podcast that's basically like um it's it's easy to play you know it's you don't you don't need to you don't need to wait for a translation um, mm. If we do get a translation, I probably wouldn't restart just because I've gone far enough. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I definitely would recommend it if we do ever get it. But if not, it's completely playable uh, in Japanese. Nice. Um, so we were we were going to have uh, Alexis, uh, who you may remember from our, our Rubis novel translation episode that we actually also did with Hiro. Um, so but he was an, un, unable to uh, to make it. Uh, but I did want to start off with a a, um, a statement that he wrote. So he said that uh, what I can say about the Fantasia video is that I absolutely love the production value. The costumes and props were amazing. I love the way the monsters look like in live action uh, to the point where the live action Dragon Lord became my profile picture. Uh, also liked how it kind of mixed elements of the first trilogy into one story. The trio from two has to defeat the enemy from one while adventuring in the world of three. Uh, you would uh, You would have matched... Uh, you would have watched an an actual live action TV show with such a nice production. Honestly, um, it's kind of like uh, he 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 You know, it's kind of like a Xena or Hercules show, but with a DQ filter. Um, and I I I think that I completely agree with that. Um, so uh, so just to to kind of uh, do a a fast uh, recap. Um, so the the story is basically told. Uh, with um, various children uh, playing the characters, the heroes, uh, and they they meet up and they uh, basically go on an adventure. And uh, um, through the various kind of DQ tropes, they go to you know weapons merchants and um, they visit a king and gonna kind of go on a quest. Uh, and uh, along the way, they they uh, encounter various um, monsters, uh, all of which have uh, very interesting and and creepy um, production value. Um, so we'll, we'll get to talking about that a little bit more. Um, and uh, it's it's just interesting because we 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 talked about this and the ballet episode, um, and the production value was was way better in this. This is from a video from 1988. Um, the production value is, was way better. Uh, in this than than what you saw in kind of like the live action ballet, um, I would rate this uh, Dragon, Dragon Quest Fantasia video to be much much higher uh, than than the ballet. I know we we were kind of um, joking at, at how bad the production quality was in the ballet. Uh, in this, um, it's it's on a level of camp, but it's also incredibly uh, detailed and. Uh, it brings, like I said, it brings like a level of creep, of creepiness to uh, uh, to the production. Um, so you want to talk about uh, what we liked for this? Pendy, do you want to start?
1: Sure. Um, you know, I, I basically I'd forgotten about this because I hadn't seen it in a while, but it's basically like a concert video. Where they threw in some live action work on top of it because it, it opens up with uh koichi suyama conducting a concert and that's the first time the first time one of the only times i've seen him look is like a like a young a picture or video of him as a young man where he's actually doesn't yes. have the gray hair and all that that's right that's right uh but it's very interesting that uh I, I i looked up that it was planned and produced by toshio okada who is then the the head of the anime studio Gynex, which you mm-hmm. may or may not know that Was responsible for titles like uh evangelion which may explain some of the creepiness with the
0: monsters
1: (laughs) (laughs) um and i don't know if this is true or not but it says it on the dragon quest wiki that uh hideki ano who came up with evangelion supposedly supposedly was one of the the two people who played the dragon lord but i that might be a load of garbage I, i have no idea um the kids who who played in it, the three kids who are basically kind of like they're modeled after the Dragon T- Quest Two heroes. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a very good job. They didn't overact at all, as far as I was concerned, and I thought yeah. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I noticed that the uh, the Prince of Kanak, Kanak, uh looking kid had a falcon sword. I thought of you yeah. when when I saw yeah. that.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, there was uh, there was a couple of uh, of really good like uh, tropes and stuff like that. They had the the. Um, uh,
1: the Princess of Moonbrook character was like using fire spells and everything, and mm-hmm. um, she even had the, the the symbol on her on her hat that she has in the games too, or at least the artwork. Gotcha, Evan. What did you
0: think?
2: Uh, I loved it. I really love campy stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mostly agree that it was pretty decent production value, but I think it's more like it was really good for the time. Obviously, not so much. Yes now right so it was really fun looking and you know seeing all the little you know the obvious things like oh that's a guy in a costume that's a Mm -hmm. giant model that's moving around they used animation here yeah uh these are just miniatures with forced perspective to look bigger Mm -hmm. things like that which makes it more fun personally for me i like that type of stuff when you can see the the seams a little more clearly uh the the kid actors had a very uh earnest vibe to them Mm -hmm. like they were just like they were theater kids giving it their all yeah i I did find it kind of fun watching when i was watching through it seeing some of the actors clearly speaking like you could see the kids were speaking to each other a lot of the extras were speaking Mm -hmm. i want to say though that the priest looked like he was just moving his mouth up and down
1: so that was i I noticed that he was not into it whatsoever. He's like, doo, 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 doo. Well, he was, was only there for like
2: three seconds. He just stood yeah. there and he moved his mouth up and down and they moved on to the next uh, set piece. I actually really liked the sets, actually. I thought the the towns looked really nice. Those are great,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, when they were walking around, uh, all the guys dressed up as classic NPCs like the Tuffy. Yep. Lo- Love that. Um, I really appreciated uh, the music, obviously. But it's a little, it sounds a lot better than if you're listening to the orchestral music in the game because it's a live performance. Mm -hmm. So you can hear the individual instruments a little bit better. Whereas even though it sounds really nice when you're listening to it in the game, um, it all sounds, it all kind of washes together.
1: The music was was really good. And then just a quick aside is that at 807, I really liked the. the woman playing the violin had this facial expression like she forgot that the music started again, if you go look <laughs> at that. <laughs> well, otherwise, yeah, the mu- music was fantastic.
2: Yeah, I, I love the music. It's It had a bit of everything. like it, Pretty much any song you'd hear in a Dragon Quest mm-hmm. game from beginning to end was, that was the, in there,
0: all moods. That was the, the Tokyo Metropolitan Symphony Orchestra. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot to like here. Um, I know you were a big fan, Pendy, of the uh some of the monsters i personally thought they were hilarious particularly the slime at the very beginning
1: oh my god nightmare inducing especially (laughs) when he throws throws one of them in a pot and it starts melting (laughs) i don't know if i'll ever get that out of my brain that might uh, haunt me the
0: rest of my life this that's why i didn't show it to my son because between that and the skeletons where the eyes and then even the slimes the eyes move yeah. They're they're like anim, uh, animatronic, moving like like left to right and uh, and and staring like at the uh, at the child actor when it lands on his shoulder. Uh, and I thought and, it was interesting. Okay. no, no, go ahead.
1: Uh, that's I was that's gonna say. I thought creepy. it was interesting how they mix they mix uh, like uh, live action, like special effects, live action effects, and like animated effects. Because like with the slimes. Like they, you can tell that they're like physical slimes that they made. But then, like when more arrive and they fall out of the tree, you can tell they're little animated slimes that are coming down. Then they go. Yeah, back, it's they go a back split and forth second sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's a split second of animation. And that was really cool
0: too, because I think those. Uh, I don't remember exactly if they were the Toriyama slimes, because it was so quick. It's such a like a quick flash of, of of animation, but it was
1: it was that general style. Yeah, or they or where they went like. There was one part in uh, the middle of it where they went nuts on showing all sorts of different monsters. And like another time where they did both is where they did like a heat cloud or the El, El Nino, oh, yeah. or every, or every, yep. whichever translation you're going with, where it had a puff of orange smoke, but then they did like an animated, like grinning evil smile on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they did that with like the shadow monster as well. Mm hmm. And, it, and the other one that creeped me out, like most of the, a lot of the monsters were okay. The skeletons were weird, were goofy looking, mm-hmm. uh, but the green dragons, like the pair of green dragons yeah. where their <laughs> yes. eyes are rolling up in the back of their yeah. heads for some reason, like yeah. the dragon orgy, or, I don't know what the heck was yeah. going on there. That well,
0: it, it, yeah. That reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, the 1980s um, BBC production of the Narnia um, series. They they did uh, four, of, four of the Narnia books, uh, including Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian. Voyage of the Dawn Treader and Silver Chair, um, they actually got farther than the Disney movies did. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but yeah, that in terms of like uh, uh, specifically, I think it was Don Treader where one of the characters turns into a dragon. Like that, it was like that kind of level of animatronic creepiness um, from from this uh, this particular dragon.
1: Yeah, there's a, and then the Dragon Lord was it, Dragon Lord at the end looked okay for the most part. I mean, you could tell he was like in a rubber suit. Uh, especially yeah. when he stomps down on some stairs and squishes them. You can see the rubber kind of bounce back. But I was 1988, so I, you know, I give him right. a pass for for some stuff. Yeah. The only other one that, like, really, really creeped me out was the Archdemon. It shows you only, like, the, yes. top, the top half of the Archdemon. Yes. He's all, like, slimy and gooey and like, blah, blah, blah. It's like that. like Remind it's me of, uh, out.
2: the Cronenberg's with The Fly at the very end of the movie. Yeah. I like, uh, <laughs> slimy and ugh, it looks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i i was. was i'm a, a big fan of the old, old classic doctor who so i'm kind of used to that kind of uh production quality um so there's definitely <laughs> like a certain campiness to this whole thing that i really enjoy um just I based see. on that you know like being able to see the uh i don't i don't remember this but like in in some of the old doctor who's you can like sort of see where the rubber mask ends and you can see the the actor's undershirt underneath you know like or like see the zipper on the guy's suit or something like that like that the, kind of level of like they're they're trying uh but they're on a budget
1: yeah the, the chimera fight was interesting too for some reason when like the princess of moonbrook type character like uh hits him with a fireball spell and he falls over and is defeated they just like the focus the camera on him just twitching there as he dies and i was like okay that's a little bit much but <laughs> sure let's go with it it's right. like oh, twitching oh, oh, as he kind of
2: princess of moonbrook was definitely the only one getting things done around there she she contributed <laughs> i think the vast majority to the party to be honest she hooked them up with fire for their campsite uh oh, she right. she torched a bunch of uh, monsters uh, whenever they were walking around the cave, uh, she created fire for their journey. You know, Everyone else was kind of standing around, waving their weapons around like idiots. She was the only one getting stuff done.
1: <laughs> she even created a diversion uh, for the hero so that he could climb up the stairs and do the final blow on the Dragon Lord.
2: I was uh, playing a game with myself trying to see when I she would actually I'll... use her weapon. Because for most of the video, she just uses her hands on yeah. things is actually the part where she's lighting a torch and instead of using her staff to light the torch she puts it between her armpits and uses her hand to light the fire it wasn't like towards the very end where she actually starts using the staff uh,
1: okay maybe maybe using the staff uh used more mp <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then she and then she just like literally like chucks the staff in the dragon lord's eye
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just throws it um oh, oh,
1: I that thought that was, it was... Uh... go ahead oh, sorry go ahead Trendy. Oh, I was gonna say the, I thought the, it was fun how they showed the king in the beginning of it, and I figured uh, maybe the king had some mafia roots as the hero has to kiss the ring.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: or he's so just return, gross, Return of the King style.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, they, yeah, we mentioned they were on the Dragon Quest Three map because during the sailing scene, uh, there's a moment where they actually travel to Japan or Zipangu, depending on which version you're playing, and yeah. and they show Himiko. Yep. Uh, who we we know is really the Orochi, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's a brief cameo. But you
1: never see the Orochi; you just see Himiko. Um, well, she's got the she's got like the, the 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 Orochi like teeth as she smiles, right? To to show oh, you yeah, that yeah, she's yeah. not really what, who she should be, right? So like, I love little just like
0: Easter eggs like that. You know that they didn't just go in and just show you an Orochi monster, which also would have been cool, but. Uh, but they allude to it,
1: and people in the know know what that's about. Yeah, and they end up showing like all three maps from all three games at certain points of the video. In the beginning, they show the the Dragon Quest 1 map, and it has runes on it, and and they looked familiar to me. They look similar to the runes that you see on like uh, Urgic Shield and and, uh, equipment and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. again, um, I ended up going on the Discord, and I talked to Hero, who you were just talking about, Yep. And he confirmed that these are the same runes that they use in the games, and that if he was able to translate the runes on the map from the video, that to show that they're actually all the Japanese Dragon Quest One names for all the different towns and stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, the,
1: and weren't the runes like Nordic or something? Like they weren't
0: Japanese?
1: Oh yeah, they're 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 the runes are oh, what do you call them? Uh, I think they're they're the same kind of runes they use in the Hobbit. But they're like, um, oh, Anglo-Saxon Futhark. That's what it's called. They're, it's called okay. Futhark runes, From and they're Anglo-Saxon. It's what Tolkien used for the Dwarven runes dwarven runes in The Hobbit. So, But they spell out, if you translate them, they, tra- they translate into the names that they use for the towns in Dragon Quest.
0: Awesome. And yeah, uh, they I've, do I've...
1: show the, the map for two, but it's like a blink-if-you-miss-it thing in the credits. Like at the very end, they show it for like two seconds, and they go on to something else. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I have the similar
0: runes because I have the um, I have the Mirror of Ra from uh, that was produced. Uh, oh yeah, it was like a really rare 1988 version of the Mirror of Ra that I got from Lucha and um, uh, that's got those those Nordic runes on it. I forget. I think we translated them at one point, but I kind of forget what they
1: said. Something about drinking Ovaltine. <laughs> um, yeah yeah hero did a a piece on twitter recently about how the runes come into play in the various dragon quest games so i think we'll i think uh, you're gonna put those in the show notes that'll be good for people to see to see how the runes come into play for dragon quest titles cool
0: um i i noticed that we have uh the always delicious duane on with us Hi.
3: hey how's it Hi. going so, so i'm dumb and well <laughs> most of you already knew that in my head I thought, you know, you had said four o'clock, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, four o'clock, and then it wasn't until I got here at, at 3.30, which I thought it was plenty of time to, to get in early and all that, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, that's four o'clock Eastern time, and you <laughs> told me that, you told me that, but for some reason it just... It just slipped my mind, and I don't have notifications on Discord turned on, so I'm that's so okay. sorry. okay. I, I
0: always forget if you're in Mountain Mountain or uh, Central time.
3: Nope, uh, it... Central just straight down, like straight down in the middle of the country. That's where I am. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. And, okay, so
3: and if it makes you if it makes you feel better, uh, I have been outside in the ninety five degree, eighty percent humidity Texas heat all day today. So I'm smelling wonderful, I'm sure, but I'm still looking good. So that's what counts.
0: <laughs> all right speaking of looking good uh what do you think about dragon quest fantasia
3: well this was one of those things I, I don't i'm not sure like how far how far ahead you've gotten but you know way back in the early days of dim internets when everything for dragon quest was new this was something that i remember first logging on to dustin's page back in the day in the den too and dustin had this image of a dragon quest laser disc and no one knew exactly what it was it was just a dragon quest laser disc and i was like oh, okay is this a movie uh a little uh, um a uh, direct-to-video thing which i always thought was funny because you know here in here in the states uh direct-to-video just like when you hear something's direct-to-video you always kind of wince and like ooh that's not going to be good but you know japan has always had a kind of really really thriving direct-to-video industry so um and when it was finally posted on YouTube, I was like, oh, hey, finally, with just like high quality rip. Awesome. So after 20 plus years, I finally got to watch it. And that's pretty great. But yeah. this was this was nice. Um, I went into it thinking this is going to be something where if I was watching it as a kid, I probably would have loved it. And if I uh, saw it again as an adult, I'd probably just cringe at it. But no, this was this was a nice, solid, solid little production. Um the effects I thought were about about equal to your average like TV Sentai uh, or Kaiju movie I thought, but yeah it was it was nice to see it was nice to see the entire orchestra and the little scenes that went along with it I thought I thought it was a lot of fun
0: Yeah definitely and I love the little uh, we were talking about the Easter eggs that they kind of throw in there One of the things I, I forgot to mention earlier um, uh, is when the hero first shows up in in the main uh, the first hero uh, shows up in in his wayfarer's clothes. He's wielding a, a bindle over his shoulder. That's a cypress stick.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, <sighs> yep. I was I was really surprised how accurate everything was. You guys were talking about the mm. runes a little a little bit earlier. Um, the attention to detail is really surprising for something like this. The uh, the cypress stick was taken straight from the concept art. The wayfarer's clothes, everything. I was like, oh wow, yeah. they actually
1: paid attention. <laughs> Yeah, the, like the armor, like the Urgex armor and sword and all that, like they look fantastic. The power shield, all that stuff, all the armor and weapons look great in this production.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the costumes, like I, um, I've um, i actually never played the second game, but I was able to recognize the prince and princess just from the way they were dressed.
0: Mm-hmm. You've never played Dragon Quest 2?
2: I have never you? played Dragon Quest 1, 2, or 3. You should be ashamed what? of
3: yourself.
0: <laughs> Get out.
2: <laughs> So you could uh, imagine what I was, uh, I didn't know that this was a mixture of all three. I thought it was going to be one or like a its own story. Uh-huh. So I was thinking, oh, this is Dragon Quest one because I saw the fight with the Dragon Lord at the end. Then um, his party joins. Like, Wait a minute. And then the locations, they look like what I know about Dragon Quest three. So I was like, uh, 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 trying to figure out which one it was
1: the whole <laughs> way. Yeah, they, they kind of mashed together elements of all three, and it was... It was pretty cool because, like, they're, when they're fighting the Dragon Lord, it's Zoma's theme at the at the end of it as they're mm-hmm. fighting fighting that uh, that boss.
3: I think it goes through. I'm not. I'm not sure if the track order is the same, but I think it. I think it goes through one of those early and uh, and Pendy, You would probably know more than me. Um, that first like one, two, and three symphonic suite set is that is that oh, the same track order? Oh, I'm
1: not sure. <clears throat> okay, that one I don't have actually. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, you're talking about, yeah, it is the
0: same orchestra, at least. It's the Tokyo Metropolitan Symphony. Um, so, yeah, they they came out with a whole box set of, I think it's 1 through 10 or 1 through 11. Um, uh, but it's, yeah, it's the very, it's, it's the exact same orchestra, probably, you know, a generation later, but um, that uh, that worked on this video in 1988.
3: Okay, that's awesome. Um, you had mentioned earlier about the lady that that was kind of like uh, that had kind of forgot to play a little bit there. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know if you guys noticed the symbol guy. Yeah, and he kept he kept sticking out at me. It's just because that's just his job is just to bang the symbols, and I want I want a shonen manga of this of the symbol guy because I just <laughs> I just want someone just like as a kid, just banging stuff together and just he.
1: He rises to become the uh, the top symbol, symbol guy. guy of the orchestra. I they can't got... remember. I can't remember if the same guy or not. But they also focused in on when they used the the little triangle.
3: Yep, they're like yep, same dude. I think. Oh, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> triangle soloist.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just they make uh, they make like they make inspirational shonen manga for every other career in in Japan. It seems why why not an orchestra dude? If not, if not, hop on it, jump.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> and then of course inevitably there would be a uh, uh, symbol guy hentai.
3: Oh no! Yeah, imagine <laughs> just course. imagine the things he'd be hitting with those. Oh no! Oh, now it's ruined. Uh, uh, and I've caused I've caused concept. all of this. I I feel responsible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, th- the way the way Japanese media is these days, probably the the three kids in this are Japanese middle schoolers that got hit by a bus and appeared in this world. It's an isekai <laughs> tale surprise. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, and this this might be just something that's wrong with me and
3: that's could very well be the case. But um when when the prince meets his meets his cousin, he seems a little kind of like shy. He's like eh, like that. Um that's your cousin, dude. Uh and I saw I saw that at first. I'm thinking, like, oh, I better not be hearing an air horn a little later on in the in this broadcast. It's not going to be good.
1: I thought it was. Little... I thought it was cute how when they meet the Princess of Moonbrook type character, they're all like, kind of like the both of them are kind of like trying to get their cans all clean and stuff because they're like, oh man, I got to shake hands with a girl. I got to make sure my hands are aren't sweaty yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she really did
3: like take care of like take care of most of the heavy lifting in the movie. Yeah.
0: And she was older, too, uh, in terms of the actor's age. Um, So she did kind of stick out as more of like the uh, party lead uh, than than the main character.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And and what you were saying older. Well, well, and really the uh, the main uh, the main lead, it it seemed like for the longest time, the hardest thing he did was climbing down that cliff. And he just
0: could barely take on
2: slimes. Exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. just, right, just To, like, dude, to, to just be honest, around. he was
0: armed with a, he was armed with like I think a cyber stick at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I don't, uh, had,
0: I don't think he had been to the weapons merchant until like after that.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was after that, and when the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell weapons to a child.
1: That's a good idea. Money's <laughs> money." <laughs> it's that South Park anime episode all over again. That's Where's exactly Butters? what I was thinking about. Actually, Where's Butters, Ninja Stars. <laughs> we need Ninja
0: Star. I think the Canuck character would probably be Butters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course
3: <laughs> just dies and spends and spends just the rest of the, the rest of the movie crawling around but i actually i actually like the skeletons i thought i thought they looked uh, uh they looked pretty cool
1: it was just the eyes that got me like everything else about them was great except for like the little animatronic eyes that were kind of rolling around as a
3: guy
0: right
1: yeah that that definitely
0: added that level of creepiness to it and like how wet everything was yeah, that, they
1: went went to town on that. They're like, let's make everything as gooey as possible.
2: <laughs> yeah, S-
1: spray it all down. <laughs> I was just like we bought we bought all this industrial goo. Might as well might as well make the most of it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, besides, but like a, besides a few of them, uh, for for the most part, yeah, they they still looked pretty good, especially for you know being 1988 and all that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this came out I, before I, I four, four cool. right?
1: Yes, because it yeah, came okay. out the same year that three came out.
3: Okay, all right. Oh yeah, I should know that. I'm a bad fan. <laughs> I, I still, I still haven't played uh, Eleven, so I'm a really bad fan. So but I thought it's, game. it seems it's, it seems weird, but my f- my favorite little cameo in the entire thing was uh, was uh, Himiko, yeah. because we we don't have any official art of her really. So and oh. and her sprite is is not really it's not really much much different from um, from a couple the other, other sprites of the game. Yeah. So so it's kind of up to your imagination to what she actually looks like. And I thought I like I like the eyes and the sharp
1: teeth. I really really like that. Yeah. No, they that looked that was a good element to it. And I like the two little guardians of Ramia that they showed mm-hmm. as well. That was, that was yeah. You nice. only really that's see them right. for like
2: two seconds, but they all looked really good.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And the 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 fact that they're
0: like you know twin guardians like that always reminded me of uh, Mothra.
3: Yep.
2: I think like, it's I, I think like it's
0: like supposed to. Yeah, I feel like that's like a uh uh Japanese myth mm-hmm. um or yeah, historical yeah. trope maybe. Um, yeah, and they all talk have... in rhyme. Yeah. Now I want to watch Mothra.
3: <laughs> but I uh, I was thinking I was thinking as far as as far as when uh, Himiko transforms into the um, Orochi, I, was, I always wondered exactly how that worked because it just it just kind of appears and I was just wondering just like does she transform into the beast or uh, or is it just is it just the Orochi wearing like a wooden cutout of a person around its neck? (laughs) Or maybe just the human
0: form explodes in the as the dragon grows out of her.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was probably, that was probably one of my favorite little, uh, like little cameos. But like, other than that, it just, it was just, it was just a nice, nice little all ages, uh, uh, production. I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad that they made this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's a fun watch if you haven't seen it before. Um, it's a fun watch because you don't even need to uh, translate it. There's, it's everything is mm-hmm. done silently, yep. Just with the music in the background. So,
3: and there are there a lot of live recordings of the uh, of the symphonic uh, performances. Um, there's a handful. I know
0: uh, at the Dragon Quest Cafe that I go to locally here. Uh, there's uh, there's a, a version of Dragon Quest Five, the soundtrack
1: yep, that you he's can always that. playing. Do you have that, Pendy? No, I don't have that, but that's one that you can you can buy. They have that on, yeah. on it was DVD or, or VHS. I can't remember when it came out, so I'm not sure what platform they put it on, but that's one of the ones that they actually released uh, to the public for sale, yeah. uh, live I think it was. I think it was about 10 years ago that it came out. Um,
0: so it, it, it's probably still available. It might be a little bit harder to track down, but I think what what's probably the hardest to track down is the book that comes with it um there there was like a collector's edition that that came with a book about koichi Sugiyama's life um and i remember like when when he passed uh i went to that cafe and he had the video playing and he showed me the book and everything my wife translated some of it and uh i mean say what you will about him but he had a pretty messed up upbringing um uh being a child during world the events of world war ii Mm -hmm. um and uh it's uh it's just just an interesting read if i would if i were ever to get a copy of that book i'd love to kind of get a translation going um not that it undoes like any of the political stuff um reasons why people just loathe him oh Um, sure but it's it gives an interesting perspective on like how someone can get radicalized okay that's good to know
3: i like that i think uh, i think i know which book uh uh which book you're (laughs) you're talking about too. play asia i think sold it for a little while uh, it's not the it's not the large um, like
0: cream colored one.
1: Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I have.
0: That's a different. Yeah, one. that's the one that I oh, have okay. too. it's a smaller uh, it's a smaller um, thicker book. Uh, oh, that came with this uh, this DVD. I actually got a picture of it. That um, maybe if I remember to do so, I'll give it to Wudis for the uh, YouTube version. But uh, um, in terms of uh, you know, we we talked a lot about what we liked. Uh, what what didn't you like about this?
3: Um. <sighs> Honestly, it's 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 real easy to be uh, cynical about this and just and just uh, pick it apart. But I mean, I don't know. There was really nothing that just kind of stood out and said like I dislike this. I wish I wish that they had maybe balanced the the live actions and symphony parts a little bit better because there's definitely like about a third, like not about two thirds of the way in, where where they focused on the. On the symphony a lot because it's like oh we've run out of footage <laughs> so <laughs> i noticed so, that too or, it was like or suji t- had to be like in it for just a, a certain amount of time for his contract who knows but it's just like okay uh what happened to the movie that they were showing
0: <laughs> yeah they start at a certain at a certain point actually you know even kind of just throughout they cut back and forth a lot to the orchestra mm-hmm. and i assume that was for the, scene transitions the though yeah but like Dwayne said, it might it might have indicated that they didn't have as much
3: footage um, mm-hmm. as they could have. Yeah, because it, it went from like them uh, like them starting out to having the full armor and weapons. I was like, uh, um, wait a minute. There's a little bit that they needed there. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was and a I, I found of monsters.
3: I found
0: myself <laughs> though, like montage. being really interested in the live action stuff. And then all of a sudden they cut to the orchestra and be like, oh, I I was I could have watched more of that.
3: <laughs> it's really it's it's. And again, the, uh, uh, the symphony parts weren't, weren't bad at all. You know, being an artist, I like to, I like to watch, I like to watch uh, musicians play. Uh, it's one thing to actually listen to it, but it's also fun to, to watch and see how they actually play the instrument and all that. And it's, it's, that's always, that's always fun for me. And that's a weird nerdy artist thing, but, eh. but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I really don't have a lot of negative things to say other than, other than it would. It would have been nice to see more uh, like monsters. And yeah, the arch uh, the arch demon was a little um, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little gooey. Yeah, the wyverns <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. I really I really like that scene. Uh, it's it's they really seem to put I don't know. It's oh, it was a good action scene.
1: Put, yeah, a lot yeah. a lot into it. It's just they they just like they focused they focused on him dying like really weirdly long at the end of it, but. <laughs> Before that, to leading up to that, like it was a cool little action scene of it, him flying around and them trying to get it. I like it was nicely done.
3: Yeah, like you have to make sure it's dead. Double tap.
1: <laughs> just, just look at it. The thing is, just there like there every
3: every single horror movie I've seen, I've seen after that, it's just like after Zombie Land, I'm like double tap, double tap. <laughs> oh, see? And my friends were, my friends in the theater are like, stop it, stop it. But, but anyway, but yeah, it's 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 you know they built. Uh, uh they built the entire puppet so i mean why not you know why not show it off as much as you can and the dragon lord suit too it did it did seem kind of weird it's uh i really like the model shot of the dragon lord's castle that was that was really oh, cool yeah. that was that was different
1: yeah it was it was with a little dragon face on the top of it it was it was a cool looking set and they and they blew it up
3: yeah they blew it up well it just like he kind of
1: he was already on the
3: way to really like mess it up and it's just like what's your goal you're tearing up your own house man oh yeah
1: that was funny because when he first transformed he like hits the ceiling and he's like are you trying to hurt yourself what's going on yeah here? <laughs> it's just like we don't have to do anything let's just kind of
3: stand back and <laughs> and, and just watch him kill himself and we can go home as heroes yes <laughs> one by a technicality
0: evan how about you what did what uh didn't you like about the production
2: uh i'm kind of with Dwayne on this one i there wasn't really much i disliked about it like i said i like campy stuff and this like the the stuff that would people might consider bad i think makes it good so i also didn't really have any uh particular uh hatred for anything Uh Uh, i loved all the gooey disgusting monsters especially the slime we mentioned earlier yeah Definitely, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you, Evan. I love that kind of old campy stuff. Have you ever seen the uh, the Narnia BBC Narnia movies?
2: No, but I know of them. Yeah.
0: Oh, they're I definitely have. they're definitely worth it. Um, <laughs> there's, I think it's in Silver Chair. Puddleglum is actually played by Tom Baker from uh, Doctor Who, uh, the Fourth Doctor, um, and uh, there's there's this amazing scene. <laughs> Where a giant has to pick up Puddleglum, and it's clearly like a doll. <laughs> it's just like a a rag doll version of him. It. It's just uh, it's that kind of level of of uh, of quality
3: and special effects. or prize. Yeah, there is are. there is a certain charm with with rubber monsters because it's it's that it's that nice kind of homemade feel. Just like there is you know, like there is a place for your hyper realistic CG and all that. But, you know, sometimes it's just it's just fun just to have a rubber suit to get the job done. And it's just it's just yeah. nice. It's just, it's it's a weird thing to say, but it's just nice.
0: Yeah. Very <laughs> earnest, it,
2: it, very wholesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it gives you the feeling like, hey, we could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like we could at least make something of this kind of so- yeah. somewhat of this level quality.
3: <laughs> like in contrast to the Obi-Wan series where it's where it's supposed to be this like dirty planet and they have uh, they have their nice uh, shiny floor, which which looks like it was filmed at a convention center. <laughs> but but one thing one one thing I noticed when they were in the, the Dragon Lord's Castle, just how littered with bones it was. Oh, yeah. Adult, so adult bones, too, which is just like kids were like, mm. yeah,
0: this is just another reason why I didn't show it to my son.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just no, no, no. Those were those were all the skeletons that they had to uh, defeat to get there. Right.
2: <laughs> show them a different Fantasia.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the
0: all the adult heroes who died on their way to try and kill the Dragon Lord. But these children, I'm sure they'll do
3: well. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just throw it, uh, <laughs> throw a stick in its eye and it'll be, be just fine. Uh, i was else? i was upset that it was called dragon quest fantasia and it did not have Fan- fantasia burino from season three of american idol i th- I thought her career got resurrected there for a second but
0: oh i, I thought you were gonna say dancing mickey mouse and with brooms <laughs> and and the dragon lord steps on him
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. why is it floor. called fantasia i don't
0: know i um what does the word fantasia mean <laughs>
2: Well, so I googled um, it and before... it has nothing to do with what you actually see. It's like a music term for like improv like improvisational parts or something like that. I was like, this has not I assumed it was because it was similar to the Disney Fantasia where there was a visual component with the live orchestra.
3: Uh-huh. But... Which is which is probably which is probably what it is before Disney uh stomps stomps down with the
1: with the copyright. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so it's a musical musical competition based on several familiar oh, tunes. Yep. There you go, and they they were using the tunes from different games, and they, you know, they supplemented it with a uh, live action footage that they used, which I guess that's what makes it a fantasia. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, uh,
3: just kind of just to kind of backtrack a little bit, when they were. When they were just kind of like walking around the um, uh, the town, just getting uh, uh, just getting random stuff, were they were they looking specifically for that key, or were they were they just just talking because because there was like one point I was like, oh, I hope that's not the massage dude in 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 Asalam. <laughs> It's like please please don't put that in in here. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I, I I thought it was funny that they uh, that they unlocked the jail cell. And just the dude was stayed in there and just like, oh, yeah, let me show you this on the map. No, I don't think that would happen.
1: Oh, yeah, it was pretty Dragon Quest. Like the way yeah. that they went to all the NPCs and all the in the towns and, and were looking for clues and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. thought that was that was cool how they even talked to a prisoner in a jail mm-hmm. cell like you would in one of the games. So that was a nice yeah. touch. Yeah, the like, it was fun. Just, just like, oh, he's just he's just staying right there. OK, yeah. <laughs> That's very Dragon Quest, though, because
0: I, I think it's I think it's pretty rare. There might have been like one or two occasions in the in the classic series where a guy does kind of escape when you open the the um, jail cell. But, you know, for the most part, they're just standard NBCs walking in place and they're not moving. Mm-hmm.
3: So and, and whenever yeah. you want to talk to them, it's just like they'll walk all over the entire cell except walking up right to the door. Right. <laughs> and just like. Like I'm waiting yeah, for five true. minutes. I just want to get the information. Just leave.
0: If you wait long enough, they probably would randomly walk out the door, but not, you know, just just because of the random randomization of the game code, not because they were like the character trying was trying to escape. <laughs>
3: it's just like sometimes, I I wonder if the programmers do that on purpose, just to uh, just to antagonize players, just to make them wait. Funny though, <laughs> you know, I, I I still
0: uh i still think it's hilarious that the characters just kind of stand and walk and walk Mm -hmm. in place if you're not moving they're just kind of stomping in place i think that would be funny i i haven't seen the uh um what's that dragon quest 5 live action tv show
1: oh Oh, yeah the the parody yeah i i
0: i would love to see like an episode of that where they do something like that i haven't seen all of that i've seen a couple of clips for like where they go through somebody's house and they're breaking pots and stuff, and the person's just there in the foreground, like, not noticing anything, <laughs> that the heroes are in the background, going through their stuff, like, going through their drawers, and, and, and like, taking stuff and breaking pots and things.
1: Yeah, and that was a great so, joke uh, in Dragon, Dragon Quest Eleven too, where you go into one of the houses, and one of the guys actually says, What are you doing? When you actually start to do that, <laughs> they actually get upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the realistic oh. like that's that's what I'd like to see for
0: future because these are supposed to be heroes. They wouldn't do that, you know, but they give <laughs> well, you the in, free reign. Uh, so in,
3: like... Um Ultima Four, you're actually punished for for going in and taking treasure chest and um and not and not giving shopkeepers the correct amount of money and such. Uh, if you ever played Ultima Four, you have to you have to become the Avatar and um and you have to be very, you know, very saintly and virtuous and all that. So so you can just like walk in and take every treasure chest you you see or or just count out or just buy a bunch of weapons and and armor and give and give the merchant like one gold piece but you'll never beat the game that way
1: oh really that's the pin the penal they penalize you that way you find out later yep. that you can't win mm-hmm. isn't that one of the games where you can you can try and kill the king but usually it's not advised because they'll, they'll yes pre- kill you pretty quick yeah
3: yes I and experimenting i've uh, with that. uh and i've met him and please don't try and kill him he's very nice but this uh, this actually uh, when I saw uh, when I saw Dragon Quest Fantasia for the first time it reminded me and this is going to be a really deep dive if anyone remembered this or if it's still up can give me the link so back in like 2005 2006 there was a three-hour video on YouTube and back then a three-hour video on YouTube was completely unheard of and it went through the entirety of of Dragon Quest 3. But cool. it used stock photos. So so what it would do, it would uh it would use it, it would take like a stock photo of a guy and then and then put it on this 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 just landscape and it would be going like going through um Aliyahan, and it would play the entire track. So so this is why this was a 3 hour video. When it got to uh Alifgard, it was like the same the same background, but they had, uh, the, uh they had toned down the, the brightness on it. So, so it looked dark and a stock photo of a bear. Uh, and, and like, like I said, whenever, whenever somebody would get into like a quote unquote fight, it would play the entire track. So if anyone out there can find this masterpiece of modern art, I'm going to call it that, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it may have, uh, it may have gotten purged in the, in the YouTube inactive account, Um, uh, deletion of a few years back so but if it's if it's still out there let me know because I can't find it again and it was ridiculous awesome anybody else uh, have anything to uh,
0: say about uh, Dragon Quest Fantasia
1: I did find out that if you want to get a copy of your own I didn't really look at the, the Japanese marketplace but I saw on eBay you could get a copy of the VHS for about 40 bucks and there's some other website you could find the laser dick laser disc on for about hundred a hundred dollars uh, i don't know I don't know how it uh, how much they go for in like the japanese uh, like Yahoo auctions and stuff like that gotcha yeah i I wasn't thinking of getting
0: it as a collector but that's it's good to know if you actually do want to see it without Uh, without paying money Um, it's actually available on youtube Um, you can search dragon quest fantasia video and it should come up Uh, i believe it's marty mcfly's v2 uh, who posted it to youtube it's the full laser disc rip
3: yeah full yeah full hd laser disc rip which is no which is no easy task yep um all right well that's it for this episode of Slime Time. Um, so we
0: don't use Patreon. We won't half-inch your hard-earned money when we can offer you quality content about the game series we know and love for free. Uh, if you do have any money that's completely burning a hole in your wallet, pouch, closet, chest, drawers, bottomless bag, or searchable wall sack, and you would like to donate anything to the website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, stop by the Dragon's Den at www.wutus.com den and click on Support This Site. Wudus has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den fan site for decades, and he personally edits every YouTube version of our podcast. He fully appreciates any donations to help keep the servers running. Dwayne, you're up.
3: Oh, I am. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh so if you like if you like the little slime time logo, I did that. And if you want to see more of that, you can you can follow me on Instagram at uh at Instagram.com/slash DwayneArt. Uh, or, or if you'd like to buy a print or a book, you can go to my online store, uh, dwaynebullockart.bigcartel.com. Oh yeah. And it's spelled D-W-A-I-N-E. I'm cursed with a name nobody can spell. I apologize. Blame my parents.
0: <laughs> uh, the Dragon's Den website also features an Amazon affiliate link. If you click the link and, uh, then make a purchase, a small fraction of the sale will go to support the den and it won't cost you anything. This episode is sponsored by Langer's Orange Juice. Which is exactly what I would say if that were true. Uh, To advertise with us, reach out at Slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions for the Dragon Quest Slime Time Podcast, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DQ Slime Time. Um, Consider joining in tons of DQ discussions on the Dragon's Den forums, one of our our few remaining forums still around. Find it on Dragon's Den main page slash uh, forums um, You can also find us uh, and other rabid DQ fans uh, posting on the Dragons Den Discord server. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone who made this possible, like Wudus, and his for his support of the series and uh, the and this podcast and keeping the Dragons Den lights on for decades. Uh, I would love to thank Dwayne and Pendy and and Evan for joining us uh, on the podcast today. Thank you guys um, and. Thanks to Amanda LaPree and the Descend's of Verdric for allowing us to use the, their music for our podcast. Descend's of Verdric is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them out in their most recent album, Advent, at uh, www.descendantsofverdric.com or on Twitter at dverdict. And check out Amanda LaPree streaming on Twitch. Uh, please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast. It really does help us uh, to help to kind of grow, um, grow the podcast and... Uh, and bring you uh, more quality content in the future. Uh if you are looking for more Dragon Quest slime time, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den Anchor FM, uh, Apple Podcasts, Audible, YouTube and more. And check out our brothers and sisters in arms over at the Slime Time Side Quest podcast. Their latest available uh episodes are available now. Uh as well as our our new uh Tactfully Die uh podcast um talking about all things Dragon Quest tact and uh, and Dino dieboken featuring um Ho- our our slime time regular uh, and host and guest, uh, um, Mr. Sean Pendergast. Yay! <laughs> and my and, and any... co
1: and my co-host Paul East yeah. Or, yeah. Have, also uh, known do you have anything, as
0: EastX Twitch. Do you have anything coming up on on the uh, Tactfully Die podcast you wanted to talk about?
1: Uh, well, we just recorded an episode that should be up there soon, where we go over two more episodes of Die and we talk about uh, Pizarro Bane Sword coming to uh, <laughs> to Tact. <laughs> everybody's favorite Bane sword. No, That's actually, really what they, they had, called it. No, they, they called them that in, in uh, stars, but they took off the, uh, the Bane sword for tax, but you can rename your characters. And I renamed them just for Liam.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that because <laughs> he loves Michi that had, name so much. Misha had mentioned that. I think that was part of the localization team decided to give him a last name, I guess, so that they could uh, name his
3: equipment. I want to know who stole my uh, DQ shrine font for dragon quest of the stars. Like I see you. I know what you did. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't blame you because that's because that's a fantastic font. But still, I will find you. But yeah, we'll also kiss. <laughs> this
1: uh, this summer. We'll also have some uh, episodes where we're going to do some roundtables discussing the Dragon Quest I manga issues as well. So look forward to that.
0: Nice, awesome. Well, that's it for uh, for this episode of Slime Time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: Dragon Quest Bye. Slime Time, sliming off. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs>